Yo, 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 yo. This is uh, Kevin at Podcast for Me. A podcast for me, as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, Kevin, also known as K Dog. It's K D A W G. This whole time, I've been doing it K D W A G. So it's K Dwag. And uh, somebody called me out for that, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I've been fucking that up this whole time. K Dwag. Can you imagine that? That'd be the nickname, K Dwag. <laughs> well, anyways, so I'm gonna do a review of Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. Now, I'm gonna spoil the fuck out of this movie. So, if you haven't seen the movie, do not listen to this podcast if you don't like spoilers. But I'm gonna spoil the fuck out of this movie. So, here we go. Without further ado, spoils in three, two, one. Rise of the Skywalker. So it continues where it kind of left leaves off at uh, Star Wars Eight. At the end of Star Wars Eight, um, spoilers if you haven't seen that movie. Um, the Resistance gets Rey, and uh, most of the Resistance is taken apart. So there's like not that many people, and uh, so this movie kind of picks up in which the Resistance is on a, a planet, and uh, not many people, and uh, Finn and Poe. Chewbacca, they're on some kind of a, they're on the Millennial Falcon and they're trying to get, um, is it Poe? I think it's Poe. Yeah, Poe and Finn, it has to be. Yeah, it's been, it's been a couple days since I've seen it, so I'm kind of fudgy. So it starts off with them trying to get information and they got information from a spy with, that's in the New Order and you know, you don't know who that spy is. That they're they're on to something, and at the same time, um, Kylo Ren he is for some unknown reason hunting uh, for this holocron. So he's killing a bunch of random people. They don't really specify, but I'm guessing they're Sith uh, worshippers. And if he gets this little device, he'll be able to find Emperor Palpatine. So at the start of the movie, the, the, you know how they have the Star Wars credits roll. Where it explains where you are in the story. And it says it turns out Palpatine has come up with this thing called the Final Order. And uh, everyone should surrender or whatever. So Kylo Ren being the Supreme Commander of the First Order. He, he doesn't like the idea of someone else being in charge. So he's going to go kill Palpatine if he's alive. Or some kind of imposter. The movie moves real quick so they don't really explain. <sighs> so he finds this device. It looks like a pyramid. And it takes him to some planet in the unknown regions that's what they call it in the galaxy and he finds this planet with this huge pyramid and he finds emperor palpatine and it really is him and he's got this kind of device all stuck up inside of him i guess that's what kept him alive is this machine and um it turns out snoke was a clone of some sort and that's it really (laughs) And he's going to take over. And the thing is, while he was on this planet for many years, he created these uh, somehow. I don't know how. I guess like in my head, I think he had an army there making shit. So they've been making starships for like 30 years or so. And these Star Destroyers are like, there's there's a lot of them. They're huge. And he says, I'm going to give you this army. And you have to just kill Rey. That's what you have to do. And he's like, okay. And he leaves. And um, I guess this is a big deal. If 
Um, if the First Order gets these ships, they'll be able to rule the galaxy because it's a terrifying fleet. It's kind of weird, too, because the fleet comes out of the ground and shit. And what I, when I noticed when that happened, I thought... I liked it. I, I, I liked seeing it, but it was more of a... How do I explain? It just felt stupid. Like, <laughs> it's like... I don't know, man. Because usually movies are more paced... And this wasn't paced. All of a sudden, he just has a bunch of ships, you know? And that's the MacGuffin of the movie. You get these ships if you kill uh, Ray. And he's like, okay. And I, just, I don't know. It just didn't feel... It felt cartoony. You know, that's a word people are bouncing around. And this whole movie's littered with moments like that where it's like, of course he could do that. Like, he never showed that before, but now he can. They never alluded to the fact that they have some kind of... Uh, like mass army or anything like that it, it just it just appeared out of nowhere but i mean i, I guess that's all right so kyle ren he um he goes on the hunt for ray and meanwhile you know some more politics are going on with the with the rebels and they're like we can't do it uh we what are we gonna do we can't find we there's a spy and i don't know let me think here so why is it that they go to this one planet that's like Tatooine. they're looking for a holocron that's it they're looking for the last order or whatever the fuck they're looking for emperor palpatine so they go to this planet where they think they know where the holocron is and uh it's the last planet luke went to find it or some shit i don't know it's kind of a it's kind of vague and uh <sighs> Uh, oh yeah, and Ray is training to be a better Jedi. And who's teaching her? Turns out, Princess Leia or General Organa is teaching her. I'm, I got a little bit of a cold here, so it's zapping my energy and everything, making me stuffy. Oh. Anyways, um, I guess she was a Jedi back in the day, and it kind of makes sense, man. She's got the Force in her. Luke probably trained her. Whatever. And I guess he's, she's training Ray, and Ray's a badass. And this is like a, a souped-up version of 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 the New Hope Star Wars training, where Luke puts on this helmet, right, and he puts a blaster shield on, which I don't know why, but it makes you blind. And um, he was uh like hitting this ball that has lasers that it's shooting out, and she would like. I mean, he would, like, you know, block with his lightsaber. Well, she's doing a souped-up version of that. She's running around in the in the forest with the blinded, with the with the blaster shield, and dodging lasers at the same time. So. so that's going on. But before that, even before that, she's trying to do this thing where she's meditating in the air with rocks all around her, showing how powerful she is, you know? And she's trying to channel all the Jedi before her why that is, I don't know. She just thought she could do it, and then she's trying to do it. Um, that's about it for that. Ray goes and joins the team to go to this one random planet to find some kind of a fucking holocron. That's what they're calling it, and it, it'll show them where the new order is. They get to the planet. They're having some fucking party, which is a that happens every 42 years, which is the day Star Wars 4 happens. So that's a thing. And... Um, some shit happens where they find uh, some stormtroopers, a bit of a chase, and uh, they get caught up in some kind of a sand 
pit or something, but they don't call it a sand pit. They call it some wonky science fiction-y thing, but it's basically quicksand. <laughs> and for some reason, um, Finn, right before it seems like they're going to die, Finn's all like, I have to tell you something, Ray. And that's about it. So th that's throughout the whole movie. They're, they're, they're alluding to that. And it, if, I don't know. I always thought he just liked her and he wanted to tell her that he loves her, but because Star Wars 8 happens and a bunch of random shit happens, it gets to a point where it's like, uh, what, uh, what, what were you going to say? Because if Star Wars 8 doesn't happen, I'm pretty sure it would have been like, he likes her. But upon further reading, they never really tell you in the movie, but it turns out that what he was going to say was that he is force sensitive, which he kind of demonstrates a little bit. So it's kind of a weird thing that he has the force inside of him. Like he could channel the force and uh, they really don't really specify why they just kind of throw that in there, but they never really finish it. So it's an unsettled plot thread. <sighs> they go into this sand tunnel thing. It turns out that the quicksand or whatever science fiction thing they came up with puts them in some kind of a cave and there's this worm that's about to kill them. And it turns out it's just hurt. So Ray uses a new power. She just figured out out of nowhere where she could heal this worm. So she does. And they find this sword, this dagger, that somehow knows where the last holocron is. So it turns out the holocron isn't on that planet. It's somewhere else. And the person inscribed it on this dagger. Uh, so they have this one thing where C-3PO can read it, but he can't say w what the words are because Sith language is against the law. And so because of that, it locks into his brain. So he knows the answer to where the fucking crystal is, but he can't say it. So, uh, you know, I really like this movie, but as I'm talking about it, I'm noticing how stupid a lot of his plot is. So because of that, so there aren't, <laughs> you know, all right, let me, let me go back here. There's a thing that they introduced in this movie where he can warp skip. So he's like, they're, they're running away from these bad guys, Poe and company and the Millennium Falcon. And they're they're going into hyperspace and then stopping and going to hyperspace and stopping. And that's a thing. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think that was kind of dumb. See, they just keep introducing things that have never happened before and just going for it. And I guess if you want to go with lie, I guess it stands the reason you could do that. I don't know. But then why didn't they do that before? You know, <laughs> like, why didn't they warp skip like that? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, a lot of this movie has things where you're just like, why didn't they do that before then? If that's a thing, I guess you could argue that they didn't think of it. Ah, whatever. Anyways, so C-3PO has the, the answer to everything they want to know. And um, they have to go to another planet to to get there. And there's a, some kind of a robot or a person who could hack a robot. But it just so happens to be Poe's uh, like ex-girlfriend that's there or something like that. So he doesn't want to go, but he goes. So they're still on this planet. Turns out the ship that um, I guess they were looking for, they found, is a ship that Ray knows. It's linked to her past. Whoever had that ship had her in it and that's the ship that left her on that one planet as a slave apparently which i guess that 
saves her. I don't know. They're, they're very vague about that. And they don't really answer anything. But anyways, so they're getting in that ship. They're going to make it fly, demonstrating that old ships can fly. And um, um, at the same time, I guess Kylo Ren tracked her there. And so they, they show down. They, they go do some showdown action. Like he goes to fight her with his jet. She cuts his jet apart. And at the same time, Chewbacca gets captured and, you know, gets it, there's a ship flying away. And so um, Finn's like yelling at Ray, hey, they got Chewbacca. And then um, uh, Ray sees the ship that she thinks Chewbacca's on and catches it with her force powers, which is pretty powerful. I mean, it was a big deal just levitating a ship for, for Luke. And um, they're going to do that. And, um, oh, uh, Ben is there, or Kylo Ren. He's there, and he sees what they're, she's doing. So he goes to grab the ship. So the ship's kind of stuck up there, you know, and it's... So they're playing some kind of a tug-of-war. War, and uh, Kylo just keeps, hand, like, just pulling it. Eventually, Rey gets all pissed off, and lightning comes out of her hand, kind of like a Sith. And destroys the ship. So it's a big deal, right? She thinks she killed Chewie. And uh, they fly away. And so she feels pretty bad about that. Um, they go to the... <laughs> I don't know. They don't really mull around the idea that she killed Chewie. They kind of just stay on mission. So they go to this one planet that's run by the... Like, I guess the First Order is there destroying people. I guess left and right. And Poe runs into this chick... Who only wears this armor and it's pretty cool that like the writing for for the characters are really good in this one like there's a lot of banter and jj abrams is really good at this where characters are talking to each other and it's just a real good i don't know i it just feels more organic and funny you know and witty and um so they're they're having some convos left and right and then they find uh the guy who can hack the c3po it turns out I don't know why they do this, but they introduce a concept. If I hack this guy, he'll lose his memory. And they're like, okay, let's do this. And um, C-3PO does a sad goodbye. He goes, all right, just looking at my friends for the last time. And um, the reason why this isn't that powerful of writing, it's C-3PO is looking at the old cast. Or not the old cast, the new cast. And he's all sad about losing all his memory and he won't see his friends. Effectively killing him, kind of. And um, it, it doesn't have that gravity to it, you know, because I know I know C-3PO has been in all the movies and everything. But with these this group of people, we really haven't seen that much of an interaction between them. And they, they don't seem pretty broken up about it either. But whatever. They hack his brain. He is no longer remembering who they are. So every time he does something, it's like that's a good joke, though. Throughout after that moment, every time he does something, you're my best friend because he's like. The only friend he's ever had because he just woke up or this is the best fight I've ever had because he's it's the first Star Wars fight he's ever been in or some shit like that. So that's an ongoing gag, which is pretty funny. Um, they find out that the Holocron is on this one planet where um, it's on the old Death Star. So I guess the Death Star from Return of the Jedi is still there on Endor. So they got to go to Endor to get it. But at the same time, the, uh, em the Emperor, the bad guys are there. Kylo Ren's there in full force. And, oh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, throughout this whole time, they introduced the Knights of Ren, which is a big deal 
like in the first movie it, or the Force Awakens, they introduced the concept of the Knights of Ren, and that was pretty cool. But they don't really actually say anything about it. They introduce this cool concept, but that's it. And you see them, and they're like individualized Darth Vader-looking dudes that have their own kind of specific weapon, but they don't really do anything. They just kind of walk around like 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 Wraith <laughs> from Lord of the Rings, and they're hunting down. They're trying to hunt Kylo Ren down because. Kyle, no, Kylo Ren. They're trying to hunt Ray down because of Kylo Ren. And at the same time, they quickly introduce the love between these two characters, Poe and some other lady. And she's got this, I guess, medallion that if with it you can go to any ship or you can get out of the galaxy without being seen or some shit like that. It's a pretty weak concept, but she gives it to Poe so that they can get onto the ship. That uh, Why do they want to get on the ship? Oh, I guess they think that Chewbacca, they find out that Chewbacca's alive or something. Some bullshit, I don't know. They want to get on the ship. So she gives her chance to get out of this whole bad guy business and introduces the concept of, hey, if the bad, the only way the bad guys win is that they make you think that there's no no one with you, but you're not alone. And that, I guess that's the thing. So they get on that ship. Uh, a group of, uh, so it's Poe, Finn, and Ray. And C-3PO, of course, they're on the they're on the ship while Kylo Ren's on the floor looking for him. And um, it's funny throughout the whole movie. I'm, I haven't been talking about this, but that, throughout the whole movie, uh, Ray and um, Ben or or Kylo Ren are kind of connected in some weird way, uh, just like they were in Star Wars Eight. So they keep using that throughout the movie. So um, he's able to grab her like they're, they're able to like connect to each other in a weird way because he was able to find her on that planet of uh with the desert uh by grabbing her necklace and he i mean he was able to grab the necklace and they were able to analyze it so it's like it, it could they just could do that which was introduced in star wars 8 because luke does that and he drops fuzzy dice so like a physical manifestation. So I guess you could like teleport vast distances with uh, the, with the force. So they're on the ship. Ray senses Darth Vader's helmet for some reason and goes into Kylo Ren's quarters and, uh, and she's trying to figure herself out. And uh, that prompts Kylo Ren to go into her mind and they're talking to each other. And he's like saying, just, you're going to take my hand. You're going to be my friend. I just wanted to see what you could do and he's because he knows he goes i know who you really are because that was a mystery in the first or star force awakens which they're going to flesh out here and ray's like fuck you i'm not going to go with you and um they go to fight each other with their lightsabers so they're actually fighting each other in some weird fashion where they're in two different parts of the galaxy but he's perceiving it her with him and he and she's with him it's weird so they're fighting she knocks over Darth Vader's helmet, in it, which teleports to where Kylo's at, and now Kylo knows that they're on the ship. They find Chewbacca. They fly away to Endor, and um, well, we're, before that, actually, um, it's a thing in which uh, where uh, what, what is it? Chewbacca, Poe, and Fink captured, and they're about to die, and this one guy. <laughs> Uh, Huxtable or whatever he was in the he was in the first movie the Star Force Awakens and in the Star Wars Eight he's like um, he was in charge but then as soon as Snoke died he became like a bit of a bitch 
and um, Kylo Ren punks on him the whole time. Like, Kylo Ren puts on, like, he may <laughs> it's funny. Kylo Ren, like, you know, from Star Wars 8, he smashes his helmet. So Kylo Ren puts his helmet back together in this movie, and it looks all fucked up. It's all, like, lasered apart. And then he's all like, does anyone find my helmet uh, amusing? And then this one lady goes, I, li I like it. I like it. It's very modern or whatever because she's scared that he'll kill her. <laughs> and so, like, and then Kylo just, I don't know, out of nowhere says, I feel, I sense that somebody doesn't like it. Huxtable or whatever the fuck his name is. What do you think? And he's like, oh, fuck it. I love it, man. It's great. He goes, that's right. I thought you would say that. But so it turns out that he is the spy in the, <laughs> for, the, for, for the Rebels because he doesn't want, he doesn't care that the Rebels win or lose. He just wants to make sure Kylo Ren dies, you know. <laughs> so he, he helps Chewbacca and them get the free and um, they do. They, get the, they go to Endor. That's how they do it. And, um, <laughs> uh, okay, so they just introduced again another concept real quick. It turns out one of the generals who been has been working for the Emperor this entire time, since even the back in the day, and he kills uh, the Huxable guy because he knows he's a spy, and I guess he just takes over, you know, I, I guess. <laughs> All right, so they get to Endor. Um, they find the, the, Death, Star, the Death Star. And they see that um, the dagger has a little part that comes out. So if you're looking at the Death Star just right with the with the dagger, it points to where the holocron is at, which is kind of stupid, you know. <laughs> like it's just stupid that like why why did this guy do that? Whoever fucking made this dagger, he writes where it's at on the fucking dagger in Sith language, and then points to it with this thing. It turns out it's the holocron that they're looking for is on the Emperor's uh, area. So why didn't it just say oh, in Sith it's where the Emperor's at? But whatever. So uh, there's a group of uh, bad guys who who come up on Finn. Turns out they're not bad guys. They're once they were First Order people, and they they did what Finn did. They just decided not to do bad things, and they went on the run, and that's a thing. All right, so Ray, she's in a hurry. She can't wait. She gets it's in, there's an ocean before between them. They're gonna wait until the morning. But Ray says, "Fuck it, I'm going." So she gets in the cell boat, and it's kind of like Moana or Frozen. I don't know why they do it, but it's kind of like Frozen, yeah. Because what's her name? Elsa goes through the water and does the same fucking thing. So <laughs> like she does it too. She gets to the fucking um, the. The Emperor's area. Like, you don't know it at first, but when you see the Emperor's chair, you know. And she finds the Holocron, and then she does she does this thing where she sees a force projection of who she, she could be. And it's an evil ray with this, some weird-looking lightsaber for some unknown reason. And they fight. She fights her force ghost or whatever, her premonition. And um, I guess Kylo Ren is there for some reason. And he explains to her that she's... The daughter, granddaughter of Palpatine. And it's like, oh, whoa, mic drop. That's who you were this whole time. And it turns out her parents, she remembers now, her parents were Palpatine's, um, or her dad, her dad was Palpatine's uh, son, I guess. And, um, like, I don't know. He wanted to do something with her. They don't really explain. And they hit her. 
and uh, I guess they died and sold her to slavery. I, they, super vague. And she's like, fuck, I've always known. Ah. And so she takes her anger out on Kylo and they fight. At the same time, Finn and company get to where she's at really quick. And I'll explain that. It was a big deal not to go there, but they go there anyways. Uh, this is the coolest scene in the movie, I think. I think this is where like my heart fills with awesomeness. This movie really starts picking up in stride. Like It really is a nonstop race in this movie, but it really does pick up towards this part, right? The third act or the second act, if you want to call it. Well, closing of the second act, I would call it. And um, Kylo and her fighting. Good lightsaber battle. They're fighting in this awesome area where it's on the Death Star and there's water everywhere. It's kind of funny. It kind of mimics um, Mustafa. Instead of fire, it's fucking water. So they're fighting. Maybe that represents the changing of minds, you know. Yeah. Instead of anger and rage, it's more of like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. I can't figure out my emotions. That's what the water symbolizes, maybe. I don't know. So they get after it. And um, at the same time, Leia's like, oh, shit's about to go bad. I don't know why, but I sense it. So she's going to do something where it's going to take all her power and she'll die. So she goes to sleep. Um, ben gets the upper hand on Ray and says to her, if you just took my hand. And he, he introduces plot device that's in um, the Star Wars uh, lore that, you know, like a dyad, uh, like a perfect evil dark side of the force with a perfect good side of the force and they're just equal at all terms and that's a dyad i don't know what that means i don't research it or anything but that's in one of the old star wars i think it's either star wars uh two the the um that one pc game god damn i can't remember uh old republic something knights of the old republic that's it that's what that is and that's it's one of those games i'm pretty sure and um, he, uh, she doesn't say anything. He goes to kill her, but then Leia, I guess, talks to him. Ben, don't do this, that kind of bullshit. And because of that, he drops his sword. She picks it up and stabs him in the in the stomach. And I don't know. She then feels bad about it, and so she bring, she goes to heal him with her power because she did it with the snake. She does that, and she explains it's like. I, I'm giving you some of my life or whatever. No, she does that with the snake. So it means she's giving some of her life to him, whatever. And um, she leaves. She goes to the emperor because she has – no, no. She freaks out. She gets in Kylo's ship and sets it on fire. So she goes back to where Luke was uh, in Star Wars 8. She's gonna, her purpose is to hide from everything, cut herself off from the force. And so she sets fire to his ship and um, throws the lightsaber into the fire, you know, like, I don't give a fuck. But then Luke comes back as a force ghost and catches it so he can interact with the physical world, which is kind of weird. He picks it up and he goes, don't do that. Throwing away a lightsaber is a bad move, which is kind of like uh, a thing that he did in Star Wars 8. He just threw it all flimsy-like. But this one, it's kind of like he's saying, that was a stupid move, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> And so he gets the sword and he explains to her what she has to do. You have to go fight the bad guys because that's what we do. And that he was wrong. He goes, everything I said in Star Wars 8 was wrong because Star Wars 8 was wrong. That's what he's saying. J.J. <laughs> Abrams won't come out and say it. But that's what it was. So 
he goes, uh, he tells her, yeah, you got to do this. Be a good guy. All the Jedi are always with you. Or you're never alone. Whatever. So she decides to go to the Emperor and kill him. <laughs> and he, Well, at first she goes, I don't know how to get there. And Luke goes, hey, yeah, you have all the answers you need. So she jumps into the fiery ship and she gets the Holocron. So I guess it survived. I got, I got no ship. So Luke does this thing where he lifts the Death Star, uh, Death Star this X-Wing that was in the water in Star Wars 8. He lifts it out of the water and ready for her to fly so she could get this X-Wing and fly to where she needs to go. Uh, which is pretty cool because in Empire Strikes Back, he couldn't lift it. And and uh, Yoda had to do it, and it was a big deal. But now not only can he lift it, he can lift it while he's dead. So that's a big deal. She gets it, hooks it up, and then heads on over to Palpatine. But before that, she relays the information on where they're at to the Rebels. The Rebels get together, and at the same time, there's a Star Destroyer uh, out in the open for no fucking reason at all, and it can destroy a planet. It destroys the planet that the um, where C-3PO loses his memory, and uh, they destroy the planet. It turns out all those Death Stars can like destroy planets, just like nothing, and there's like hundreds of them, so they can destroy all the planets. It's some kind of a purge. That's pretty fucked up. So, uh, give me a second. So it's like, oh shit, world's about to end. The universe is about to end because they're going to destroy all the planets in a few hours. But then just then they find out that the Luke Skywalker's back. That's what they think because it's his X-Wing. And she relays the information where Palpatine is and they have to go and fucking kill him before you know the, the universe uh, dies or whatever. So they come up with this MacGuffin, okay? If all right, where the where the ships are at? For some reason, they know where the ships are at. They know that if to leave the planet, they need some kind of uh, a satellite. So if they destroy the satellite, not a satellite, this antenna inside the planet, they won't be able to to leave the planet, and their shields are down. So they'll be able to destroy all the ships really easily. And it's a thing in which they're like, "How do we do this? Well, we got to get recruit people. No one's gonna help." And then Lando takes it upon himself. He goes, I'm going to figure it out. I'll help everybody. Meanwhile, you guys go and attack the, sh the fucking Empire. So, so that's what they're going to do. Um, they all glop together. And they go to the... Um, this is a pretty cool scene. It is cool, but like conceptual-wise, story-wise, it's kind of dumb. So, uh, give me a second here. So I just uh, did a load of laundry, which takes like a mile to get there. That's <laughs> so much work to do laundry here. Makes me go out of breath. So they go to, let's see if I could ferry my thoughts back. So Ray finds the planet and she's going to go kill Palpatine. At the same time, while this is happening, rebels are gathering a fleet and they're going to go destroy all the ships, you know, in the last attempt. Lando goes to recruit more people. So that's going on. At the same time, Kylo Ren is... He's still on that uh, Death Star. And I don't know. I think he's going to jump or something, right? And then Harrison Ford comes. It's Han Solo. And he's not glowy like Luke was. He's just Han Solo. And he's just a memory of... Of Kylo Ren, uh, in Kylo Ren's head, which is kind of a weird thing. Oh yeah, right before, 
uh, Ray leaves uh, Kylo Ren. He goes, she goes, I would have took your hand if you were Ben, but I won't. And then ran off. Well, anyways, that happened <laughs> to play on later on. So, so Harrison Ford or Han Solo is explaining, you know, hey, this shit happens. Um, they have like a heartfelt moment where, where Kylo Ren doesn't know what to do. He kind of does, but he doesn't know. And he, it's a play off the first movie or The Force Awakens where he goes, I have, I have to do something, but I don't have the strength to do it. Then he kills Han Solo. And this one is the same thing. But instead of killing him, he throws the lightsaber. And, um, and it's kind of like he wants to say, I don't know if this is before or after he throws the lightsaber into the water, his red one. He goes to Han, he goes, hey, you know, I have something to tell you, but I don't know how to say it. And then he go, and then Han Solo goes, I know. Kind of like Empire Strikes Back where Leia goes, I love you. And then he goes, I know. Instead of saying, you know, I love you too because I know. So it's kind of like, that's a heartfelt moment callback. Um, so Kylo, what, what is he flying? Somehow he gets to... Um, the planet. I don't know how he gets there. I, I can't remember how. He flies some ship. And um, uh, Ray finds all the Force clone, all these clones, and some kind of an area in which it's like a coliseum, and there's a big throne. That's where Emperor sits. And there's some kind of a bunch of people in the audience. They're either Sith ghosts or. Sith worshippers? I don't know. They don't really explain. That's kind of vague, too. And the Emperor, he's in some kind of a machine that's, like, levitating him. And that's what's keeping him alive, this machine. And um, Emperor Palpatine says to her, if you strike... I don't, I don't understand this part. It's kind of vague, too. If you strike me down, my essence will go into you. And this is a playoff of the Star Wars games. Like, this is a thing. The Emperor could die, and then if he... If he he can go into somebody else or some shit like that. So I guess like, but then why were you trying to kill him this whole, or kill her this whole time? If that was your plan all along. Well, anyways, so if, you know, so she has her lightsaber. If she strikes him down, she'll, he'll go into her, right? And uh, save her friends, you know, because at this point, there's a big giant Star Wars battle between the Emperor ships and uh, the last of the rebel fleet and the rebel fleet's losing that's what's happening and uh all hope is lost kind of thing kind of like return of the jedi where where the empire starts to win over the last of the rebel fleet it's the same thing it's a callback and everyone's losing and uh ray can see that they're losing and all she has to do is strike this guy down you know and it's kind of like in return of the jedi it was the same thing they were dying and um, the Emperor was goading the Luke into getting killed. So maybe that was the plan to go inside of Luke. But whatever. So he's trying to go inside of Rey. Ugh. And uh, so she goes to de she decides she's going to go do that. And at the same time, just as all hope looks bad. Um, what's his name? They have a, like an on your left kind of thing. Infinity end game kind of moment where um, Luke. Well, not Luke. Poe's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. We're all alone. And then all of a sudden you hear Lando on the thing. You're not alone. We're here. And then they look up 
and it's like the like the massive the biggest fleet ever known you know it's like every ship the the sky is full of ships and they play the star wars theme like it's like the epic star wars theme it was a good moment right and they this is a large battle and one thing is to be said is the emperor not emperor the the general or admiral whatever he's he's there on the on the ship and he's all like what is this what what navy is this and they explain it's no navy it's just ships they're just bunch of people who came together i mean and like if if you haven't figured out your cause is not worth fighting that should have been a big hint but whatever so it's a big battle Uh, at the same time kylo ren's there as now he's calling himself ben he gets to the outside of the temple where ray's at and um he's got no lightsaber because he threw it away and he's shooting random people and the knights of ren come out and they've been built up to this like massive force right all these knights they come after him he takes them on force pushing them and shit and um ray finds out that they're winning so she's not gonna kill him okay and uh, all of a sudden these guys go to kill her so i don't know what the thought plan was that i thought you needed her alive to go into her but i guess not so she starts cutting up these emperor people which don't do much and she could see ben they do this mind thing where she drops her lights oh yeah yeah i forgot so she has two lightsabers on her she has the lightsaber from luke and the lightsaber from leia and leia's is the green one i think so she's using leia's and she gives ben luke's uh, lightsaber which is kind of like a pass down from his uncle so that's a thing so oh, it's cool too because when, when uh, adam strong's a great actor man he gets that he gets that lightsaber and everyone's kind of looking at him all, all the the knights of ren they're kind of confused by this they're like what the fuck and he's like he puts his hand out kind of like han solo ish he's like hey man shit happens <laughs> kind of like kind of puts his hand out like hey this happened and he starts cutting them down like nothing knights of ren die really quick and meanwhile, um, Kyle, uh, Kylo Ray is killing everybody, and they do this thing where they look at the, uh, the Emperor, and they're both like standing there, and um, all of a sudden they're together. So he teleported there. <laughs> so they go to a fight, and the Emperor, for reasons I can't understand, he goes, "Ah, true dyad," and then it. Somehow he could just suck the power from them. So he takes their power and he's back to normal. Nice and young again. Not too young, but just creepy looking. And um, he sits down and he flings uh, Obi-Wan, or not Obi-Wan, Ben Solo, into some ditch where it looks like he's dead. Meanwhile, um, the Emperor's super powerful. And he does something he's never done before, which he could have done before, but he didn't. He shoots the lightning into the sky, knocking out all the ships. So he's that powerful. Like, and it's a cool scene, but it's just like something he just does all of a sudden. You know, like he's never done that before. But there he goes. Um, all hope is lost. Ray's on the floor, no power, and she goes, "Be with me" or some shit like that. And she's talking to all the Jedi that have ever lived. And this is a cool moment because. You start hearing all the Jedi in the shows and even the cartoon shows. Like you even hear like from the Clone Wars, Osaka's voice. Like I, I forgot what she says, but you got Anakin Skywalker. He says like bring bring balance to the force like I did, which he did it. 
He didn't bring no balance because they're still fighting the same guy for the last nine movies. Um, she get in the year Mace Windu, and she hears all their voices. They're telling her to get up. They're like, "Rise, rise, Ray." And I thought that was a pretty tight move. Um, she and then all of a sudden she uses the force to bring the other lightsaber together. Now she has two lightsabers. Uh, the green and the white, uh, well, well, blue one. And then she's like blocking the Emperor's lightning because he decides to shoot lightning at her. And he's laughing. And then she's blocking it and she's walking towards him. It's not an epic fight, but it was a cool scene. You know, she's walking towards him. And how Mace Windu manipulated uh, the Emperor's face is he was blocking the lights, the lightning from the Emperor. The Emperor's lightning was bouncing back in his face, twisting him up. So that's what she does. Which is funny because if he had just stopped the lightning, that wouldn't have happened. But I think in my head, I think to myself, well, maybe if he stopped, she would have cut his head off. So maybe. But it, it wasn't it if you kill him, he'll go into her. But that's beside the point. He kind of tortures himself with his own lightning and dies and doesn't go into her, which whatever. And um, this took everything from her. So she dies. So she's dead. All the bad guys up there are dead, uh, you know, in the fight in their Star Wars, you know, that that all those ships are just destroyed. Uh, Finn has some moments, but whatever. Um, ben gets out of the. So it turns out he didn't die. He gets up and he sees that Ray's dead, and he feels pretty sad about that shit. And he holds her, and he feels real sad. And then he does the thing that she did, and he heals her, and I guess that kills him. But not yet. Before that, he heals her. They have a moment between each other and then they kiss. Now, the Star Wars community split on this. Them kissing. But I always felt it was building to that since Star Wars 8, really. I, I thought that was cool. I think it could have been worked more if given time. But So they kiss. He, it, the look on Adam is such... He's such a good actor, man. I really like that guy. Uh, he's like one of the good actors who are tortured by their own art. You know? <laughs> Well, anyways, he, he, he smiles about it like, yeah, man, I got the girl. Then he dies. And then uh, that's sad. Then to make sure that you know he's dead, he goes like Obi-Wan Kenobi style. He kind of just fades away, you know. So you know it's just permanent. At the same time, um, Leia does the same thing, which I thought she died earlier, but I guess not. And she had the medal from Star Wars uh, A New Hope. So Han Solo's... Uh, fucking metal now i heard kevin smith talk about this and he reasoned that and he's crying about it when he's saying it that the metal that she's holding she could have been holding a picture of han solo now or whatever but she's holding of a medal of the guy she fell in love with the guy in which all hope is lost and he came out of nowhere and helped them you know that kind of, that's the guy she fought, fell in love with and i'm like whatever <laughs> i mean i i mean that's that's beautiful that he said that but i i mean I don't I don't think it's that at all. I think they just had to do something, you know. It'd be weird if she had like a like maybe the fuzzy dice or something like that. I don't know. So she fades away and uh the fucking universe is saved. Uh they don't really flesh out a lot of the endings. One part of the ending is um Lando turns this one black lady who was part of the first order who uh, decided not to be a bad guy. I don't know who my father is. And Lando goes, let's go figure it out. Which is kind of a weird thing to say. Like, why would you say that? Or maybe he knew all the time. But they're saying that he, um, that, that he's the dad of her. I don't know why they did that. 
Finn, I guess, gets with that one girl. That was a cool moment where they're kind of like, let's kiss, you know, but with like words, not with words, but like motions, like he's motion, like, let's go do some things. And she goes, she nods her head. No, not right now. Kind of thing. <laughs> uh, Finn, what happens with him? He, uh, yeah, but Finn really got fucked in these, this, this uh, trilogy of movies, but whatever. I don't know what really happens to him. Oh, uh, C-3PO gets his memory back somewhat because I guess uh, R2-D2 has, I guess, a backup of C-3PO's memory. That's kind of weird. It would have been cool if they reset his mind all the way back to when he was first made because Anakin made him. So so every time he said, thank the maker, everyone would then know that he's saying, thank Vader. <laughs> um... I guess there's peace amongst the world, whatever. They don't really, they don't really demonstrate it, really. Um, then you got, uh, you got uh, Ray. She's on Tatooine. Reasons unknown. They don't make really under. It's no reason. Uh, she buries the two lightsabers. She's got her own lightsaber that that's golden. Looks like it's made from her staff, so that's pretty tight. Um, I don't know why they do that. She buries both her. Uh, Luke Skywalker and Leo Gana's uh, light lightsaber buries it, and this old lady randomly says, "Hey, no one's ever lived there," you know, pointing to Luke Skywalker's old house on Tatooine. Who are you? She goes, "Ray." And what's your last name? Ray. And then she sees the Force ghost of Luke and um, Leia, and says, "I'm a Skywalker." Wait. Ray Skywalker so let's rise the Skywalker and that's the end of the movie and I'm like thinking I wish they had done it where it was all the force ghosts of all the Jedi that would have been tight and why did she pick Skywalker over Organa is it because it goes Ray Skywalker to to her and Kylo Ren is is it Ben Skywalker or Ben Solo I thought it was Ben Solo <laughs> or Ben Organa. I mean, like, how does she come to the conclusion she wants the Skywalker thing? Like, it didn't really, it just, of course she says it, right? I guess the movie, right? But, but why? She was trained really by Leia Organa. It wasn't Leia Skywalker. And, like, let's be real here. So, Darth Vader gets with uh, Padme and uh, has a kid, right? They get married. Uh, it's, it's, it's Padme, you know? It's not Padme Skywalker, is it? So if anything, when 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 Darth Vader goes to kill her and they're born, it's really under the mother's name, right? And so why is he called Luke Skywalker? I don't <laughs> That doesn't make sense. Well, I guess he's Luke Skywalker because he gets raised by the family of his mother, grandmother. That is confusing. Why did she pick Skywalker? There's no logical leap to that. She just chooses that. It could have been, I'm Ray Organa, you know, <laughs> you know, named after the person who trained her. You know, Luke didn't really train her or teach her anything. Really, he didn't do much other than lift the next wing. I like this movie tremendously, but what really could be said about this movie is that <clears throat> it's like a conversation between two directors or two writers, Brian Johnson and. J.J. Abrams. So J.J. Abrams is the one who breath life in The Force Awakens, right? He sets up all these little MacGuffins here and there. He's all what he does when he makes stories. He creates these boxes of uh, like you don't know what it is. And then he kind of unpacks it later on, and it, it it makes for good storytelling if it's him, 
like he could continue it on, you know. But he he left a lot of things open for some other one, some other director writer to to finish it, to change the story as as they see fit. And what happened was you have the Force Awakens that sets up all these little plots, and then when Ryan Johnson comes in, he closes them all. He subverts it all. He's like, I'm gonna do my own thing. So he destroys pretty much everything that J.J. Abrams made, right? And um, that's the whole Star Wars 8. So Star Wars 9 comes back, and you have the same guy, J.J. Abrams. So what he does is he fixes everything from Star Wars 8. And because he fixes everything, he doesn't make a better movie because of that. He makes some good scenes here and there, but but because of what Ryan Johnson did, he, he had nowhere to go. So, I mean, you killed Snoke, the Supreme Leader. You never got to finish him off, like finish him in a way story-wise. You just made it, you know, you really closed a lot of loops here. So he had to like connect it all throughout the series. So he's like, fuck, I'll, I'll do Emperor Palpatine. You know, he was really the mastermind of all of this. Whatever. Um, who, 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 see, they built up a, I was like, who, 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 I'm an owl. They built up this whole mystery on who Ray's parents were, which they shouldn't have. They should have figured that out in Star Wars 8, if anything, so they could flesh it out even more in 9, but they didn't. They're like, you're, you're a Palpatine. Fuck it. Just give, them, give her some mysterious thing. And why, why is it? So it's because she's a Palpatine, she's very powerful. Like she can shoot lightning out. That's kind of dumb. Um, they never really flesh out anything, really. They just... It's just a basically shutting down everything Ryan Johnson did. So Ryan Johnson shuts down a J.J. Abrams, and J.J. Abrams shuts down Ryan Johnson. And that's like the whole of the movie, you know? Um, Finn Finn isn't fleshed out in, at all. He loses out on this. It turns out he's Force-sensitive or whatever, but you really don't understand that. It's really... They, they give you clues, but that's about it. But because they don't give you the answer, it's kind of like, you know, it's just left in the fucking dust. And Rose Tico, or whatever the fuck her name is, the, the chicken, the, the Asian lady in Star Wars 8, well, they couldn't get rid of her because if they got rid of her, she wasn't part of the original plan, it seems like. Ryan Johnson just puts in an Asian lady for diversity's sake, but not for real storytelling, just diversity, just to fuck with the story. So Star Wars 9 comes out, and they're like, if we get rid of her, there's going to be uproar, you know? You created a character that shouldn't have been. That's what this is. That Rose lady shouldn't have never been in this movie. And if they were, they would just be an extra, if anything. So because of that, they are in a conundrum. Do you give her a bigger part? But what about the other characters they, they made? They never really finished making them. They just introduced characters in the third trilogy and they just stopped. It's kind of like you stopped Han Solo's story and gave it to some fucking other guy. You know, like maybe just make Lando. Make, it, make him more of the story than Han. That wouldn't make sense as much, you know? Or get let's get rid of Leia and make C-3PO the main character. You know, that kind of, that's kind of stupid. So here they introduce Rose in Star Wars 8, and so what are they going to do? If they get rid of her, they're racist, or some. there'll be uproar. A lot of backlash would have happened. They couldn't get rid of her, so they had to use her, and they used her small, like sparingly. So it doesn't really make, they made her pretty much an extra. And a lot of people took umbrage with that. Or, oh, you didn't finish Rose, I like Rose. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here with the lucky engineer. Uh, 
They never addressed the fact that Finn kissed her. And it felt like Finn was trying to get with Rey in Star Wars The Force Awakens. And I think that's the main thought. It was supposed to be a triangle between her, Ben, and that guy. But because of Star Wars 8, where they just kind of just did their own thing, is instead of going in a straight line, they t- took a left turn and went backwards. And then um, J.J. had to like pull it up from that area. So he can't really introduce a love triangle. There's just too much. I think that if Star Wars 9 was split up into two movies, you could have maybe made that happen, you know, made some kind of a love triangle, but like fix all the mistakes of 8 and then move forward from 9 and on. And, um, yeah. Poe Davern's the only one who really gets, like, developed from... He's really, like, the MVP. He goes from nothing to something, you know, the leader of the Rebel Force. Uh, Ray, they kind of like this. Didn't know what to do with her, you know. She kind of develops in a way, you know. Eh. She's just there as a MacGuffin, you know. She's there to get things to move the plot forward. The only one who really has a development is um, uh, what's his name, Ben Solo, because he he goes from uh, like he truly gets a redemption arc. He goes from not being bad but turning bad, and Star Wars Eight, he goes full. Let's burn the fucking house down. And then nine, he comes back into it. You know, he's like, I want to be a good guy. And he redeems himself in the end. So, I mean, that was pretty good for him. Um, they're really mean to droids, I noticed in this movie. It's like, we're going to erase your memory. We don't feel bad about it. And then when his memory's erased, I don't, oh, he's so annoying. That's what that was. Um, what else about this movie? I, I I did like it though. There was like it, it came together beautifully, you know. Like I don't know. It just it just felt like though it felt like they were just too busy trying to correct the mistakes of Star Wars Eight, and that just shows you how bad Star Wars Eight was. They didn't continue that much of it. They just like fixed a bunch of shit, you know. Uh, the writing was great. I do like the interactions between Kylo Ren and fucking well General Hux or whatever. But they, but they were constantly in this movie just coming up with stuff. Like the, the Millennial Falcon could like warp skip. That's a thing that never existed in nine movies. Um, lightning could come out of you if you're related to a Palpatine, I guess. Uh, Emperor Palpatine seems to be the main bad guy. So he decided just not to be in the the seventh and eighth movie. But you could tell the reason. Yeah, they really forgive a lot of things. And they just so happen to have a ship that can destroy planets, you know, this whole time. They were building that. Maybe they should have had those ships, I don't know, orbiting space if that's the thing. If If it truly is a thing in which they have no shields and if they're in space, they have shields, then be in space that's how i see it i mean they have shuttle technology if they don't want to be in the ships they don't have to be in the ships but at least have them in space and turn the shields on i mean just like a lot of things you just have to forgive he shoots lightning in this fuck in the sky and knocks out all the ships then why the fuck do you have ships then if you could just do that you know maybe you should be in the front lines knocking ships out with your force lightning or some shit <sighs> And the whole, if you kill me, I'll be part of you, and then you kill me, and I don't. I mean, what a gamble that was. Um, lightsabers was pretty cool. See, and then because they didn't really build, they built up the Knights of Ren in the 
seventh movie, The Force Awakens. But after that, they didn't know what to do with them in eight. And eight, they're like, fuck everything in part seven. Let's do whatever we want. So they don't introduce the Knights of Ren. So they got this buildup to them, to, to the ninth movie. And they're just there as henchmen who don't do anything. Because Obi-Wan somehow, or Obi-Wan, Ben Kenobi, or Ben Solo is able to take them out like nothing. Yeah, whatever on that. Uh, Ray can suddenly heal people. That's a thing. That's never happened before. But, I mean, it's not that difficult of a leap. You know, I don't get why when she heals the snake, that's all right. And But when Ben does it, he dies, so he loses the last of his energy or something? I don't know. I guess he gave all his energy to her. That's how I'll reason it. She was dead, so he gave everything to her. Man. Um, I did like this movie, though. I'm trying to think of other thoughts I had about this movie. Like, as in... Yeah, my, my biggest thing was... It was literally fixing the mistakes of 8. You know, God, man. 8 really did suck. It really fucked everything. You know? There was something else in The Force Awakens. Oh, okay, so in The Force Awakens, there's a part where uh, Ray, okay, Han Solo's dead, right? And at the very end, Ray gets down of her ship, and Chewbacca's there. And Chewbacca walks past Ray, uh, Leia like nothing. And um, uh, Leia hugs um, Ray, like, and, and they start crying, and they have a big cry session. But why? So she's a Palpatine's kid. Who cares? Why is that a thing? Why is she so into her in The Force Awakens? They built it up like she's someone that important, but she's not. She's Palpatine's kid. How is she how is she important to, to Leia? So whatever. You get to Star Wars 9, it's <laughs> um Leia dies, you know, and Chewbacca cries. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just a confusing thing, you know. I don't think she was supposed to be Palpatine's kid. I think she was supposed to be raised by Leia or anything. or so. There's, there had to have been a deeper connection between Leia and her that that they were going to grow. but or, or like put like, yeah, we're related somehow or something, man. But then that really fucks everything up when you create this whole love thing between Ben Kenobi or Ben, uh, ben Solo to, uh, to Rey. But and that's another thing. The fucking names are crazy. Why is it Ben Solo? You know, why isn't it Ben Organa or whatever? Or Ben Skywalker for anything, you know? I bet, I, I guess because Leia's last name is a Skywalker, but she is a Skywalker. Fuck, who knows? It's weird. Um, wish there was more Force Ghosts uh, at the very end. And pretty much that's it for my review of this movie. I, I liked it, but there was a lot of big mistakes. You just had to like let go. And I think that if Star Wars 8 wasn't as shitty as it was, the ninth movie would have been way better because it would have been fleshed out. Like, so if J.J. had made 8. So that's why they should contract these fucking If you're going to do a trilogy of something, it should be the same guy making the trilogy because it's stupid to have someone else continue it because story threads that you you made might not carry on you know so it just becomes bad writing like in a book when you have a story it would be stupid half the book doesn't connect to the first part of the book that's a stupid story you know 
So when you have a trilogy, which is a which is a continuous story, instead of saying it's three different books, you can say it's one whole book. It really is half the book and the other half of the book don't connect, so it's fucked up. Anyways, that's my my thoughts on Star Wars Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. I think they're not going to do any more of these trilogies because they suck at it. So they're just going to do TV shows from now on. Which, if you've watched The Mandalorian, that is a great and fantastic show. You know, I could say more like that. You know, more shit like because they did make a cool world. They world build pretty good. It's just that when you when you see the stories in their world, it doesn't work that well because they're not good at it. You know. Especially Ryan Johnson, man. What a garbage person, dude. He made a shitty fucking movie, and then instead of, like, like accepting criticism, he just said the fans are racist. The same fans who've watched Lando Carizian do a bunch of shit, you know, and women kicking ass and taking names, you know. Star Wars is very progressive, if you ever watched it. So to, to shit on fans, they went up to eight movies watching and they decided, oh, yeah, this is the movie we decided to be racist or sexist. You know, fuck that guy. He fucked Star Wars. He fucked the ninth movie without even knowing it. So the ninth movie comes in and does its own thing. They really should have went for broke and just had some random person make it. Just make a complete shit trilogy. Because of that, because you fucked it up so much, that middle fucking movie, it really fucks up this trilogy. So it gets kind of weird, right? So this is your legacy of Star Wars. What do you really like? Do you like the middle trilogy? The newer trilogy where it's like Anakin Skywalker? That's a shit trilogy. And the other trilogy is kind of boring. And then you got this one. <laughs> so all in all, I rate Star Wars pretty low if you think about it. But they made such a cool world. Um, it was one of the first. Well, that, My review of Star Wars 9, I give it a 7 out of 10. Seven, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. I give it a 7. It could have been higher, but... You got that Star Wars 8. Uh, that's my review. As always, guys, be the better person than you were yesterday. And if you're going to make a good story, make it good. Don't try to subvert everything. <laughs> and stay frosty.